Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Today they have brought back a guest that they had on the last podcast. We're going to be doing part two, and that guest is Mark Sims. He is the Vice President of Business Development at Captive Alternatives. Now Mark and his team bring over 100 years of experience collectively and have been providing risk management solutions for more than 16 years. If you, if you didn't weren't part of that last podcast, you've got to go back and listen to it. Covered a lot of great information, and we're just going to get into the questions again today. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Morning, Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. I'm Welcome great. back, Thank Mark. You. Oh, good. I'm glad. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, sure. John and Michael, I'm just going to hand it right over. Let's get rolling. I'll jump in here. Uh, Mark, I thought uh, your last uh, session was excellent, and I think I want to continue with some basic questions that I think uh, our our, our, uh, audience would like to hear. Number one, we talked about ownership. We didn't get to it last podcast. I want you to focus on how these entities are owned or how they can be owned in the Puerto Rico world. And secondly, I want you to review the risks that you, you talked briefly about the last podcast you know, what type of risks you could insure, you know, what's your top 10 list, I guess. Uh, and for full disclosure, uh, we we at Copper Beach have a private insurance structure with Mark's group. And we've had it probably for about five or six years for the very same reason why we're discussing it today in the podcast. Risk is important to us, risk management. Uh, like most of our business owners, they're always concerned about their, their exposure. Uh, the risks we have covered here is our ENO coverages, cyber risks, loss of key customers, uh, legal defense. And you know these are some of the policies we have and we fund them every year, again, to protect the legacy of our business. And we have been afforded the opportunity to, to build uh, that war chest we talked about to do other projects for our family. So it's an interesting design for us as well. So Mark, why don't we just throw it over to you? Let's talk about the ownership structures and let's get into some of the risks. Okay, great. Thank you, John. Yeah, the ownership structure is kind of different with with this private insurance structure in in Puerto Rico. As I mentioned in the last uh, podcast, the the Puerto Rico uh, our structure is under the Puerto Rico laws and regulations, and this particular private insurance structure is is ran like a real insurance company does. We have a when the client pays their premium, they again, they pay it to a licensed insurance company and they cede the risk and premiums down to a licensed reinsurance company. This licensed reinsurance company is uh, under the uh, guidelines of the Puerto Rico legislative laws. And inside this reins- licensed reinsurance companies, this licensed reinsurance company is made up by all of our clients' private insurance structures. The technical term, again, is called a segregated asset plan. Now, the segregated asset plan makes up and is this reinsurance company in Puerto Rico. And each segregated asset plan is not, quote, a separate entity as you would have maybe here in the U.S. They are part of and make up this licensed reinsurance company. Now, they call it a segregated asset plan because that under Puerto Rico's legislative laws, each segregated asset plans, their assets and liabilities are completely segregated from all the other segregated asset plans that sit inside this 
reinsurance company. Let me put a name to this uh, reinsurance company we're talking about. It's called Madison Re. It's a licensed reinsurance company regulated by the Puerto Rico Department of Insurance. So each of these segregated asset plans sit inside and make up Madison Re. Now, each segregated asset plan is not a separate entity under Puerto Rico law. Each segregated asset plan, as I said, is part of Madison Re, and Madison Re technically owns the segregated asset plans. However, the business owner can hold the segregated asset plan in what we call a convertible promissory note or like a bond. And they hold this note until at some point in the future they're ready to convert the note into a preferred stock. And hopefully at that point it has some value on the conversion. Now these notes are held by however the business owner wants the note held. Do they want it held individually? Do they want it held in a trust? You know, Puerto Rico's agnostic to the fact of who holds the note. And then, it, like I said, the note is held, the assets grow, uh, hopefully, and then at some point in the future, the client can convert the note into a preferred stock. And at that point, they take constrict, constructive receipt of ownership of the note. You you yeah. mentioned trust, Mark, which is, if I, if I could jump in here real quick, that's really where a lot of our families have, have found uh, maybe an ancillary benefit to this private insurance structure because many of the families that that look in at these structures and, and just to add to that, I know one of the questions Eric you asked at the end of the last podcast was who really qualifies for this? What are the what are the parameters on how to qualify exactly. for a captive? But many of the uh, of the families that we use that go through or that we work with that go through this private insurance structure have estate planning benefits or estate planning needs that the, that this private insurance structure can help them fill. So many of our families own their private insurance structure inside of a irrevocable trust where it's out of their estate for estate tax reduction purposes. So it's a really a, a pretty powerful ancillary benefit to, to the structure in Puerto Rico. It could also be, second part to that is more on the generational side. You could generation this value to two, three generations, you can stay in trust for until perpetuity. It's, it's just an interesting concept. This, this private insurance structure from estate planning positions. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's why, you know, when we set these up, the family says, how should we hold the note or how, you know, with that's why we work uh, so closely with copper beach because they're the best in that industry to, to help advise the, the client. So, yeah, it, it, you do have that unique ability with our with our Puerto Rico structure to to do that and have the note held in in trust. I I, I think the second part of your question, John, was what of what are some other you know, like our top ten risks? Yeah. that that our clients insure against. We do have a uh, a top ten of our most popular risks that they they purchase, and I'm uh, just want to look at it, pull up my list that I have here. So uh, John mentioned a couple. Uh, we have administrative and, and regulatory actions, legal defense. None of us are immune to lawsuits. So the structure gives a way to help defend uh, an, an illegal uh, expenses that the business owner has, has a loss of a key customer. Uh, this, is a, this is a pretty popular one for us. Uh, we have several clients that, that, that come to us and said, you know, such and such customers, 40 or 50 percent or 60 percent of our revenue. Uh, loss of a key supplier, cyber risk, data breach. Again, from our last podcast, this is a, 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 a often looked at coverage that, that a lot of business owners have commercially, but there's a lot of exclusions. So the structure can 
can do that, uh, can cover those exclusions. Brand reputation, risk, medical stop loss, that's for that's more for uh, businesses that have self-insured health care plans. Uh, we, we utilize the structure a lot for for that. Representations and warranties is a popular one. A lot of uh, a lot of clients have uh, representations and warranties or, or certificates of warranties that they cover. This works well in the auto industry, the the furniture industry, labor stoppage and shortage. So those are our those are our top ten risks that our clients are really gravitating to to insure against inside their own private insurance structure. So basically, Mark, this is like an I'll I'll, I'll liken it to you could own your own. Uh, insurance company from like a Lloyd's of London. I mean, you could you could be a Lloyd's of London in your own business world. Am I correct? It's, Absolutely. Yeah, so this, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you think about you, you look in some of these commercial policies. You can take long term care insurance. They have these policies where you can buy a long term care policy from commercial market. And you never use it. You get a return of your premium. Uh, cash value life insurance policies. You know, it's kind of a refund of premium. This, that's what this structure does. It allows you the ability that if you manage your risk and have little or no claims over the lifetime of this structure, you get the return of your premium plus some investment income off of that. That's why uh, business owners are more amenable to, to do this structure is that, if, number one, it, it, it gives them the ability to ensure risk they don't have covered now, helps them sleep better at night now that they have that covered. Um, and um, it gives them the ability that if they manage the risk, they get they get the return of their premium and some investment off of that. Yes, so every business owner knows they has they have a lot of these risks, and they typically don't insure them currently, only because the cost of those premiums could be could be catastrophic to the to the uh, cash flow of the company. So they kind of self insure it. If it happens, I'll pay for it. So what your structure provides is a way to insure those risks that most likely will never occur, but if they do, they're catastrophic. So it allows you as a business owner to take this risk, now insure it. So now all your risk is covered in your in your enterprise. And this particular design, you actually keep the underwriting profits versus sending your, your check to uh, AIG or another insurance company. I mean, so in simple terms, that's really what we're doing here. Am I correct? That's correct. And these, these risks that I mentioned, especially those top 10, you can go buy these from a commercial carrier or Lloyd's of London, but they're typically expensive. Um, and again, if they're, if they're low probability that the business owners willing to not buy it there and roll the dice, I hope it never happens. We had this with a particular client who came to us and said, look, I, you know, one of the coverages he had was E&O and he said, I, you know, I'm, I, I sleep better at night. I don't know that I have their risk, but I, I look, I, I, I run my business. I I'm on top of everything. I, the likelihood of me having an E&O claim, uh, is, nil until he had an E&O <laughs> and I got an email from him a few weeks ago and he just said, Mark, I just wanted to reach out to you and thank you. I had a call with your claims management processing team yesterday. They are handling a claim that I had and I are going to, and the claim is going to pay out on an error that I made. And then I'm, I'm going to skip down on the email because a lot of it's personal to, to his, uh, to his business. But, but he said, while I do not like to make mistakes or admit when I do, it is good to know that I have you in my corner to support my business and glad that your team is so easy to work with. This is literally the only claim I have ever made in my business, and the error turned out to be larger than I originally calculated. Either way, just wanted to let you know that you and your team and this private insurance structure saved the day. I wish I had other friends who had businesses that I could refer you to. So this is this came from a guy 
who never really had an intention to pay a claim, but but it but at the end of the day, he made a mistake. It was unintentional. He had an E and O policy through the structure, and it paid and it saved, you know, his company. That's fabulous. That's a great that's a great story, Mark. Yeah. Now let's talk about who qualifies for this private insurance structure. I know Eric mentioned what size of a of a client do you have to be to have one of these? Can you want to walk through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I, I think I think uh, a client that has uh, a greater than maybe a million and a half or two million in gross revenues, uh, I think the the minimum premium that makes economic sense to do a private insurance structure because of the claims possibility and the policy limits is probably a, a, a premium of $100,000 a year into the private insurance structure. Uh, I would say that that's probably the minimum requirement. You know, typically, an actuary is going to be able to identify, I don't know, probably somewhere around 5 to 10% of, of, of uh, enterprise risk coverages and premiums of gross revenues. So you're looking at a company of maybe a million and a half to two million in gross revenues that this might make sense for, okay. which affects a lot of different, a lot of businesses, right? There's a lot of businesses that have that. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and just to reiterate, I think we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, Mark, but there's really, you guys work with a ton of, of different industries. There's no, you know, preferred industry that you work with, correct? I mean, anybody and in any industry should at least look at this as a, as a risk management tool, correct? Yeah. And if, if you think about those top 10 risks that I mentioned, what industry or business doesn't have that? You know, sure. Yeah. Every industry has a, a key customer. Every industry has legal issues. You know, every industry today has cyber risk. So, I mean, these, these are relevant to any industry and any business. Now, Michael, let's talk about your, your fee structure. I know probably anyone listening is going to say, well, how much does this cost and what's my responsibility? And I know as a third party outsourcing specialist, you do all the work on your side for the business owner. Why don't you walk through how you, what type of work you do to set these insurance companies up uh, and also what, what fees are involved. Uh, you have to be specific on, I know it's, I know size makes a difference, but, but let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, so first there, there's a couple of, uh, there's, there's three things that have to happen in the way of cost or outlays. The first cost is that we, we need the client would need to pay us once they go through, there is, by the way, there is no cost to go through the, the feasibility study. So there's no cost to, you know, the only thing the client has is put out to see what risks and premiums that they have that they can insure inside their own private insurance structure is we need to gather the data. And once we get the data, we send that out to the actuary. We do not charge for that. So there's no cost to try it on. Um, and that, that shows the value. Um, you know, I always say in the absence of value, fees are an issue. We want to show the value first. So there's no cost to go through the feasibility analysis. Once the client goes through that and they see what risks and coverages they want to purchase and set up their own, and they say, go, I want you to set up the private insurance structure. We, we, they need to pay us an engagement fee to get the structure or the segregated asset plan established. And we charge 6% of whatever that premium is that they selected. So if the premium they selected was, for example, $200,000, then we're, we're going to charge a, a setup fee of $12,000. We do cap that setup fee at sixty grand. So that's anybody doing over a million dollars of premium. We, we, we do cap the setup fee. That's a one-time setup fee. Uh, the other first year requirement is that before any department of insurance would give the segregated asset plan or the private insurance structure the ability to operate within its jurisdiction, they require it to have capital, capital startup capital. 
Puerto Rico's requirement is a third of whatever that first year premium is. So they have to have the capital to put in in addition to the premium. And that's not a cost. It is an outlay, but it goes into their segregated asset plan as capital uh, requires that it, it meets the Puerto Rico re, uh, capital requirement. And that also can be invested as well. And then the ongoing annual cost is going to be dependent on premium size. Uh, it ranges from a high of 10% and can go down to as low as 6% annually based upon the premium size. And that is a, a, a negotiated rate. We have to do, we do have to pay a, a, a licensed insurance direct writing fee or the client does that's deducted. And, and those annual fees are deducted out of their premium, but that the six, there, there are two components of that. There is a direct writing insurance fee to go through the licensed insurance and reinsurance companies to get to the segregated asset plan. And then we charge an annual fee to manage and operate the segregated asset plan, which includes all the monthly financial reporting that's done to the Puerto Rico Department of Insurance. We provide the quarterly financial statements to the client. It includes the annual actuarial underwriting review, the annual audit. We use RSM as our auditor. They audit the entire structure every year adjudication of claims, anything and everything really to do with the operation of an insurance company structure. That's what we, that fee includes. The only thing we don't do is we don't custody the assets for investments. And we work with some preferred investment firms in the United States to do that. I think that was, that was a great summary, Mark. And, and to, to reiterate your point, because I think it's, it's really well put, which is, you know, fees in the absence of value are a problem, but when fees are always relative to value. And I think that for a lot of the families that we've worked with that have gone through this this process of setting these up, it's it's a value proposition. And again, that one-time setup fee is a one-time fee. And what families or anybody listening has to understand about the structure is you're forming a, a private insurance structure. There, there are requirements that you have to go through in terms of annual audits, in terms of working with the jurisdiction. And that's really what Captive Alternatives and their team does if you didn't have them, you'd be responsible for doing that yourself. And uh, again, we have our own private insurance structure. That's not something we're qualified to do. So, you know, you have to work with experts in, in this particular arena. That's always been our position. And so I think that long term, when you look at the structure, those fees really become um, a, a non-issue really at the end of the day. Yeah, let me, let me just mention, you know, every year we, we hold a conference. It, we hold it in Puerto Rico for all of our clients and, and advisors to come to. And John and Michael have been there. John has participated in it. We had a, a gentleman, and, and who we have at this conference is we have uh, our actuary speaks, our accountant speaks, the claims guy speaks. Uh, we have our tax attorney speak. We have representations from the Puerto Rico government speak. And it, I, I remember this past year. It's a great John, conference, Mark. It really it, is. And I don't remember, John, if you remember at the end of the first night day, uh, there was a gentleman, one of our clients was like, you know, I, after the day was over, we had all these people speak. And he goes, you know, I always complain about your costs, but now I know why. He said the value we're getting in this is uh, extremely efficient and, and I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. It literally is a turnkey system. So we do provide the value. People always want to, you know, talk about costs. I know I'm sure they do with John and your planning, but at the end of the day, after they go through the process and they do it, I don't hear them complain about costs anymore because yep. they see the value that's being provided. And you, you hit a good point, Michael, this, they are in the insurance business. They are in the insurance company. Nobody knows how to run an insurance yeah, it's, company. And it's common sense. I mean, you can't start up any enterprise without investing capital or without costing 
something to run your operations. So that, that cost is borne by you guys doing all that work. And if it costs six percent, so be it. It's a uh, it's the benefit of the of the risk management side of it. It's the benefit of the and we don't like to talk about the income tax issue as much, but that is a a huge attractive piece to this where clients could could deduct their premiums as a business expense it's all it's all legit so that has benefits so if you look at all the benefits of the estate planning piece the income tax piece the risk management piece most certainly that's the key piece is the risk management you look at those three dynamics this could be a very very important tool that that business owners should look at to say how do i protect my family how do I protect my company, and how do I win by doing that uh, in this structure? So that that to me, it's, it's not a pitch to 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 cap all per, per se. It's just a pitch to the logic and common sense of running a business, and you have to manage risk. And this is a, a portal that allow you to do that. And to yeah. your point, Mike, or to your point, John, uh, I had a CPA t- whose client went through this, and he said, "Well, this is a very tax efficient way to mitigate mitigate against catastrophic risk." Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. And and what we do with Copper Beach is once the we we've sort of, I guess, touted ourselves as once the captive is formed, now what do you do with it? And that's really where I think a lot of the families we work with find a lot of benefit uh, in, in these captives. We have a lot of families that have have, as you mentioned, I think on the last podcast, Mark, you have the ability to access the underwriting profit and surplus in your private insurance structure to do other things with it. So we have many families that have taken loans. Uh, from their private insurance structure to go buy other assets, go buy other businesses, start other businesses, make family loans. So there's a lot of the family uh, office planning that we do at Copper Beach where these 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 structures become a really, really important tool to help them do that, a lot of the, the planning goals that they have. Yeah, we look at it as a, and, I, and I, we've, I think we talked about this in the past as well, and, and we should have another podcast in the future uh, on this, is creating an estate bank. This is This is how you can create an asset. Uh, to your point, Mark, about allowing access through loans to do other projects, as, as Michael's point just just was made, it, it's an interesting dynamic in how you put these together. Yeah, and if you think about insurance companies in general, all, right, all insurance companies, commercial, private, they do the same thing. They do the same thing. They're in the business to manage risk and make money. I mean, yeah. paying claims is an important function of what they do, but it's not. You know, that's not what they don't want to pay all their assets out and claims. So the, the private insurance structure is operate. If, as long as it operates an insurance company, you get the same benefits as a commercial market does. And that's to, to invest those assets to, to make the money for the private insurance structure. Well, Mark, this has been, this has been wonderful. Uh, thank you so much again for, for coming on and doing two podcasts with us, which is, uh, I know sometimes hopefully it was enjoyable for you. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a, of a chore, but uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Are there any last uh, last thoughts that you have? Any uh, stories that that you may want to share? In addition, I know you shared a couple already, but any uh, any other stories? Because I think our our families really like to to understand how this affects them. And any any time you can share a story of of this private insurance structure, I think it's helpful for them because they may have had these issues in their in their own business world, and having this outlet may help in the future. Yeah, let me just let, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I'd be more than happy to come back anytime. I, I will tell you that the the majority of the prospective clients that come to us initially have heard about the tax benefits of a of an insurance structure, 
But by the time they go through the process with us and we go, it, it turns into a risk mitigation conversation. Absolutely. And, as, and especially as you look at these enterprise risks, business owners, most of them don't know, especially in the family office structure, don't know that you can, you can cover these risks. And so it's not like we're create, recreating a wheel here. We're just educating the consumer that these are risks, these are insurable business risks, and if you're going to do it, why not do it in your own private insurance structure? So the conversation always does turn to a, a risk management conversation. And again, I one of your clients, one of our mutual clients, said to me, you know, that that these kind of risks are our were our worst nightmares. To know that we now are pre-funding that through our own private insurance structure helps us sleep better at night. And and I think that at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's, it's not just about the tax benefits that, that, that why people do this. These are literally legitimate concerns that the business. We couldn't has. agree more. Yep. Absolutely. So that's, 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 uh, <laughs> that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks Mark for your time today. And, uh, Eric, I think, uh, I think that was a great podcast. I think it was as well. Uh, lots of questions answered. Hey, Mark, one question, one last question. The audience that's listening to you right now sparked some questions in their mind, I, I guarantee it. How do they reach out to you to uh, engage you in a conversation? So uh, obviously the, there's two ways. Obviously email, my email address is msims, M-S-I-M-S, at captivealternatives.com. You can call me directly. Uh, I'm going to give you my direct number, 812-327-3341. You can always reach out to John and Michael. They'll, the, they got a, uh, the red bat phone to me. <laughs> and there is a yes, lot we of, do. <laughs> there's a lot of information on our website, www.captivealternatives.com. Yeah, uh, you can find a lot of information, good information there. And you also can reach out to us through our website as well. Is there a book on your website that uh, David wrote? What yeah, there is. Uh, in fact, we're about ready to release version three okay. of the book. So if you do go and want to access the book on the website, it basically talks about our structure um, in a little bit more detail. Uh, but we have a version three getting ready to come out. Uh, as There's been some changes uh, under the, uh, the t- Trump tax reform that where we had to just a- a- address a few things that are now questions that come up. But uh, we do that in the third book. Right. All right. I appreciate it. Who's David, by the way? David Kirkup is our COO and CFO. Ah, gotcha. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Mark. You are a great guest. John and Michael, thank you guys for bringing them on again. And just, just like Mark said, if you are connected with John and Michael, reach out to them. They've got the bat phone directly to them and and they can, they can uh, discuss what the best way to get a hold of them is. And and if it, uh, if it's something that they should be considering. Uh, So if you're, if you've got those questions, reach out to one of these three gentlemen, They've got the answers. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. 
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Incorporated, a member of FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of APFS and APA. Any opinions expressed in this forum are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated APFS or American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated APA and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors.